Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au. Welcome to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. You know what? Sometimes a weekend off is a perfect tonic, unless you're about to go and play a football game in Asia. Welcome to Matt Mundy, episode 24 of the Brisbane Football Review, here in the Switch 1197 studios for the Outside90 Fan Network. It's James Scott and Adam here with you today. Guys, how'd you enjoy the weekend of Raw Free Football? Yeah, it was a very interesting weekend of uh, lack of football. So, for my team withdrawals. Scott? Close to no raw football. There was still the MPL. Oh, yes, that's right. Close. <laughs> okay, cl- no raw A League football then. Yeah, it was all right. We'll yeah. get, I'm not a big fan, but we'll get to it later. <laughs> we'll get to the split round thing later. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, as we mentioned, the raw, you know, weren't in action in the A League this weekend. So, we're going to give it the, inter- the attention it deserves right now. And we're done. Let's move on to the Asian Champions League. What do you guys say? I think we should. I think we just stick with the A-League on the weekend. <laughs> it really wasn't great. So the Raw were back in action in Asia after nine days off, looking for redemption on the continent after an embarrassing 6-0 loss on match day two. On a cold, rainy night in Japan, as well as J-League champions also looking to rebound from a last-start defeat, meant the Raw went down 3-0 to the Kashima Antlers. The goals to Yuma Suzuki, Naomichi Ueda, and Yasushi Endo saw the hosts add more misery to the Raw's floundering ACL campaign. Adam... How would you sum up the rules night? Oh, tough night, I think. Um, I think uh, the golfing class between, I think, some, well, at least the top of the J League and where the Raw are at the moment, I think is very apparent. And that was a, sort of a, I wouldn't say a full strength, but it was a weaker um, antlers side. So, look, I, I think Asia, I think, I think we're doomed. I think it's, yeah, I think the golf is there. And, you know, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it might be a lost cause. Scott, can you provide us with a ray of sunshine? Well, they did have two of their Brazilians, not one on the bench, not involved at all. But I'll take a little bit of a different tact, Adam. I thought we played okay. I thought we we were, we were far better than we were against Ulsan. That's a starting point. But I, we just didn't have it in the final third last time. We could not. That final ball was not there. We had plenty of build-up play, plenty of opportunity create to create chances. We just never got the final ball right. I mean, Broich and Holman in particular, their their passing in the final third just wasn't there last. Time. I think that was the biggest biggest drama that we had. It, it was we a, had plenty of like, yeah. it, was, it had a lot of opportunities we just didn't capitalise on them well two chances really jump out for me right off the bat there was a Brett Holman one where the ball came to him after McLaren let it go through his legs and look it was a weak shot still managed to get a corner out yeah. of it but it did seem like he was taken by surprise yeah. by the fact the ball actually got to him and then there was the Avram Papadopoulos chip shot which I said, well, it would have been a fantastic way to mark your continental so, debut. To sum the game up, but in the second half, Jamie McLaren had a clear through ball to Brennan Borello and he's just overhit it. I think that kind of sums up the Raw's attacking. Maybe it was a better pitch than they're just used to playing on. Possibly. I think I think as well, look, I agree to a point, maybe it's a little bit overdramatic saying, you know, the golf and class, but I think where it comes with class, I think that the fact is we were creating opportunities, but we weren't taking them. And in the end, ultimately, you know, the back in the game, we were punished for that wastefulness. Yeah. So, and defensively in the second half, we were a bit naive as well, I think. Could that have also come just from the fact the Royal were trying to chase the game? Maybe, but I mean, it was pointed out in the commentary last night. The the winger Endo had two or three shots cutting in on his left left foot, and Corey and Brown Corey Brown for yeah. the third goals let him do it again. So that's what I mean by a bit naive defending at that level. Because Corey Brown's had a good year in the A League. This is another level again, though. 
you are seeing players that are, I suppose, there were a lot more international quality players there. Yeah. And I did hear in the commentary as well, like the Japanese national team coach was in the stand. So clearly he would have been eyeing off some of those players for his upcoming squad. They're, they're all touting Yuma Suzuki, who scored the first goal. It was actually a well-taken goal that I think really sort of changed the shape of the game. Like apparently he's sort of in line for you know, Samurai Blue, sort of in their, their World Cup qualifiers. So look, you know, he, he's only 19 years old, but um, look, I think there might be some, you know, some names that will, especially on the national stage, that we'll sort of start hearing in, the, in, sort of in the future. I really did like Suzuki. I thought he was like all over the place and got involved. And it was just a really clever little run for that first goal where he was running and then just stopped. Yeah. It, and, and all the, all the raw defenders were waiting for the ball to the near post and he used to stop. You're right. But it was a really clever play and he did look a good player. And that was actually something that I think Mark Bosnich was pointing out at halftime saying in the A-League, every time that ball is played into the near post and the striker just continues their run. But here... They stop, get their head up, find where the striker is, and actually play it to them. And that's Adam's point: the difference in level, players are a little yeah. bit smarter. Yeah, that's one I think bugbear we've seen over years. That you now, especially in Australian players from the A League, is that we've always said that you now they struggle with you now their, their one touch. And I think that that was a perfect illustration of how the Japanese way. That was a good one touch goal. But look, overall, I kind of feel like three 0 maybe flattered Kashima more than the Raw yeah. because. Up until that first goal, I thought the Raw were actually better value in that game. So did I. I think 3-0 is a really harsh result. I mean, obviously, the third goal was really well taken. The second one, we might get to that later on. But I do think 3-0 did flatter them. I think after the second goal, actually, the kind of Raw kind of dropped their heads a little bit. They realised the, the game was gone. And just from a Raw perspective, you've got to think that break did them a world of good as well. You'd, yeah, it should have done, yeah. Oh, look, you know, I think, as, as you guys say, I, I agree that, you know, I think 3-0 didn't seem like, you know, there was that big a difference as far as, you know, and the results at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, like I said, you drop your, you drop your bundle a little bit and you can get punished. And, and it's sort of, that's where the margin comes from. And, like, it wasn't an overly pleasant night in Japan. I thought it, like, it was, what, eight degrees, wet and windy and... It was a big change from the heat wave we've just been going it through. It should have really helped the Royals. I remember when they went to Shanghai a few weeks ago, they were saying playing in the heat in Brisbane, going over there, you can just run all night. So it should have actually played into the Royals' hands, those sort of conditions. But also playing on a wet pitch that was... The ball seemed like it was skidding, and maybe I'm you know not remembering accurately here, but could the like there were a lot of players that seemed to be struggling to hold their feet. No, that was, that was evidence. Well, there were a number of players who were slipping and sliding all over the field. So yeah. maybe that wasn't a factor, I don't know. But yeah, I did actually. One thing that really did bug me in that game, Jamie McLaren. If it's cold enough for you to wear gloves, wear long sleeves as well. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my pet peeves in football. Is, Sound, sounds like a fashion choice. Yeah, I know. It just it makes no sense to me. <laughs> if it's cold enough for long for gloves, surely you've got to be wearing long sleeves as well. You're glad you got that off your chest. A little bit. I'm okay. probably going to have that rant again. Okay. Eventually, just just be warned. Okay. All right. So. Kashima, yeah, led at the half. What do you make of Avram Papadopoulos? Because I thought, he, I really like this guy. He, I think he's going to get sent off at some point between now and the end of the season for a dangerous challenge. But he was all over the place and not afraid to get in there. I think, as you said uh, last week, I think you know, he's, your, he's your prototypical, you know, he's your European you know, centre, centre back. You know, and I think, it's, I think it's something, you know, I think that we, again, we're struggling to get used to, but I think it's going to, it's going to be sort of work wonders for us, I think, to a point. He's added a bit of toughness to the back line, hasn't he? I just worry about his, his turning. Like He got turned a lot last night by quicker players. And In mm. the A-League, if you're up against quicker players, if he gets isolated one-on-one against like a Rojas or something in the final series, that's that's trouble. Yeah. So that that's the 
That's the one worry I do have about him. I have seen Per Murdersacker make faster turns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're halfway through the group stage now. The Roar are on one point with a negative nine goal difference. Adam, how would you sum up the Roar's hopes for the back half? They're gone. <laughs> Simply, look, uh, look, even, like I said, forget, forget the goal difference. So that's, that's itself, like I said, head the, head, head, the, anyway, head, the yeah. head-to-head is, means that they've got, as I think, uh, as I described, they've got to run the board. And look, you, even though we've got two, two of our three games at home and the one game being Moonthong, sorry, the away game should be, I should say, is in Bangkok. You know, I, I can't see, see us getting results. So I think, yeah, it's, it's all over as far as I'm concerned. I don't fully disagree. I just think it's too soon. I mean, we have one more match day before the final series, before we have to worry about potential conflicts here. So let's play match day four. I mean, we've got to win. It's highly unlikely we can beat Cashmere at home, but while it's alive, you've got to go for it because you never know what's going to happen in this in this A-League. Thing. I mean, Adam, I think you're saying punt the ACL and focus on the A-League finals, correct? I think, uh, yeah. I, look, but that's I'm, no, like, that's you know, no you sure go... thing either, though, because... We may play week one LaFiles at home and there's no guarantee you're going to get through to week two. So you might be looking at, by the time ACL Match Day 5 trip comes around, the A-League season might already be over. Yeah, that's a, that's a so point. I wouldn't be punting the Champions League yet. Let's see what happens after Match Day 4. I'm actually a little surprised you went that way, Scott. I was yeah. half expecting you to say, no, send the kids out in no. Match Day 4, but are you, no, just, are you just trying to keep the crowd up for Match no, Day 4? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think it's too soon to get rid of, the, uh, to get rid of ambitions in the Champions League. I, I do think it's, an, it's a long shot. But I don't think it's any more of a long shot of getting to the grand finals. I think it's about I think it's about the same odds, to be honest with you. Because you look at it, the A League finals, you're probably going to have to go up against Victory and Sydney back to back weeks. That's no more difficult than the, the Champions League task we face. So I wouldn't be punting it yet. Well, that's fair. I might change that opinion after match day four in a month's time, though. Well, the one thing working in the Raw's favour, though, was the game. Other game in the group, which was Wontong and Ulsan. Ulsan. There we go. Yeah. I'm having a brain wa- brain fart day today. So it's that finished nil nil. So yep. technically, the Raw are still in with a chance. Yeah. All they have to do is get the win on match day four. And I've, you're right, that is probably shaping up as a pivotal game. But yeah, if they don't win that game, then to Adam's point, you're absolutely. Yeah. I think match day five, if the Raw do happen to win week one of the finals, we all hope they do. You focus on the finals at that point. You don't worry about the Thailand game, but you don't know what's going to happen between now and then. So I wouldn't be writing it off just yet. Well, I'm just trying to think. Logistically, you're probably going. You're on one point. You oh, the win gets you up to four. You're stuffed for goal difference, so you're pretty much yeah, operating on the head, head, head to head. So, like I said, the, the where we're, we are in the positive at the moment. So, if we beat Muanthong away, that at least gets us ahead of them. But are we, we sure could... that's the actual tiebreaker? Yeah, Scott? Yes. it is. It is a tiebreaker. If, if, they're, if they're level okay. on points, of course. Yeah. Well, obviously. And I'm just yeah. trying to get the table up now. So I think uh, who would be on? I think. Kashmir would be on six points. Kashmir is on six points. Thong is on five. Ulsan's on four, and we're on one. Yeah. So realistically, you could easily get three points back on maybe Thong, but that would be a real stretch. You're needing draws in the other games now at this point. That's yeah. what we need. Yeah. As as the boys say on the, on the Fox Sport telecast, I think seven of nine is minimum. Mm. Yep. Go, going to last three, I think that's it, and that's yep. before you even get into the mathematics and we'll go right back equations. to the, go right back to the start of the Champions League campaign. I think we were all saying probably nine was the minimum to yeah. qualify. Yeah, but uh, and, but of course eight out of nine points it is, is impossible. It is, it is very <laughs> unlikely now that we are going to get through, but I still think you've got to play this out. I mean, there's still four ga- there's four games in the A League now before we play in Asia again. And I sp- look, just looking at it from a commercial perspective, you can't. 
kind of want to say match day four still counts for something as well because you don't want to have 200 people turning up. Oh, that's oh, look, yeah. that, that's obviously. So I don't, I'm not speaking from a commercial point of view. I'm saying oh, that, from, that just popped into but my yeah, head. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. you're, no, you're absolutely right. I, I would I would hate to think that if, despite my attitude of, yeah, we're gone, I would hate that the club would also match that attitude because you're right. You know, there'd be nothing worse than match day four comes around and we get a thousand people there. So despite my pessimism, the club can't believe that. And also, I'd love to actually do some sort of special show yeah. for one of those match days, so it would be nice That's if right. they were meaningful. And match day four is very similar to match day one, actually, in the sense that it's a couple of days after Perth away and before Wellington at home. Oh, so after Perth away. Oh. Yeah, it's one of those, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, of course, we've got to go away to Perth. Perth always play at home. Of course. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the A-League. So it's a split round. Scott, I know you're a big fan of this. I'm just not, not I'm not a big fan of it. I understand why they've done it. It's just it just seemed a bit flat this weekend. It seemed to get lost with so few games, but that's just me. Yeah, that makes sense. I also think it's strange timing. I think if they were going to do it, they would have been better off doing it maybe for the international break. Where I think have, they've done mm. it purely with the Champions League in mind. You've also know the three teams that yeah. didn't play. Well, yeah, but. yeah. Sydney FC played Friday night, had a 1-0 victory over the Central Coast Mariners. Not wrapping up the Premier's plate officially, but they've got one hand and four fingers on it. It's finished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've got to admit, one thing that is nice is that I think Sydney FC are actually going to have a chance to clinch it in a match as opposed yeah. to... Do they play before victory play next week? That's oh, the important thing. Hang on, let me just check the... Adam's just going to skip ahead a little bit. Yeah, So because the victory played and beat Perth 4-1 at home. Yeah. Hang on, it's next week. <laughs> 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 it's a split round. Yeah. We are just talking about that. But yeah, I think... I know it's just one of those little things, but I always I prefer... It's, to... it's in Perth though, so it's an away game. Well, of course it's in Perth. <laughs> As Scott walks away from his microphone. But yeah, so those were the two fixtures over the weekend. Yep. The Premier's Plate race is still technically alive, but I'll be interested to see how Melbourne Victory go after these yep. next few rounds. I think the top two positions are also set up now, given the fact that Victory won their game. And Perth as well, that's a, a good result for the Raw in one sense, because Perth now drop more points and the Raw have a chance to get ahead of them. And I think the one away trip you wouldn't want in week one of the finals is a Perth away game. That's the one thing that would absolutely mess up any scheduling chances you have. So ahead of being ahead of Perth, it matters. Just on the update on that, on next week's fixtures, we are actually Melbourne Victory play first because they play us on Saturday night, the 25th, and then uh, Sydney and Perth on Sunday, the 26th. So. In Sydney or in Perth? In Perth. Ah. Okay, so Victory will have to beat us to keep their faint championship promise of hopes alive. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for Actually, segment. that works well because then we can, we can stuff victory around the same way they did last year to us. That's, that's perfect. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's I like, perfect. I can see a nil or draw. I'll take it. <laughs> and we can celebrate it. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> same way they did. No, I want to win 5-0. <laughs> It'd be better. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for segment one of the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in store or online today. 